This is How We See It, a look at issues that impact our faith and community. For the next few minutes, we'll explore topics with people who are making a difference in our world. Welcome to another edition of How We See It. I'm John Morris, and we've invited back our friend from Catholic Charities, Lou Ricardo, who handles all the public relations and the outreach. Lou, there's always something going on at Catholic Charities, and uh, the needs never stop. We were talking in the hallway a few minutes ago about families that are running into economic hardships and looking for housing. We just recently, here in the last month or so, we heard about the Roe v. Wade decision and and what some of the outcomes might be and what the future might be holding for Catholic Charities. But today we want to talk a little bit about some of the housing opportunities that Catholic Charities is affording people, especially in the Pasco County area. Talk about that a little bit. Well, yeah, thank you, John. I know you spoke with our director of housing, Judy Vargas, and about housing, but there's also shelters. So people, before they can get into housing, which there's a shortage of, there's emergency shelters, temporary, till we can transition folks into housing. And in Pasco County, we have two of those, Pasco Family Shelter and Pasco Women's Shelter. Where are those? Pasco Family Shelters in Port Ritchie and Pasco Women's Shelters in Hudson, Florida. Okay, so... They're not far apart from each other. No, not far. They're both small. Pasco Family Shelter is new. Pasco County uh, selected us from amongst several social service agencies to run that shelter. And we work with the Coalition for the Homeless of Pasco County. It's a small shelter. They wanted to get their feet wet, see what it looked like to have one run. It's nine families, up to 40 people. It's a repurposed building that existed, a boys and girls club. And we opened on October 20th. And we've had about 20, I think 24 families. And of the 24, I think we've placed 17 in a permanent housing. Okay, that's great. So these families are, are individuals and, and friends, you may know some people who we've all seen rent jump 30, 40, 50%. And there's nothing that the tenants can do about it. They're on, they're on the street. So whether it be a hundred unit facility or one that serves nine families, any help will be a blessing to these families. So did Catholic Charities purchase that land and and the the units that were formerly the Boys and Girls Clubs? No. So this still belongs to Pasco County, and we're just, they lend it to us. They help fund the program, and then we make up the balance of the funding that's needed. What's it cost for a family to to live in one of these units? Well, our annual budget for Pasco Family Shelter is $400,000. Okay. So and and that get, that takes care of mostly the housing and utilities, I would imagine. Uh, it's the food, it's the clothing, okay. it's the staff that we have on hand. We provide what we call wraparound services, case managers to help them navigate the system to get them back on their feet, find employment, get education if they need it, if they have substance abuse or mental health issues, help them with those. That so that's all wrapped into the four hundred thousand dollars. Okay, and that's for the one place. Now, what about the women's shelter? The Pasco Women's Shelter budget is a little lower, but it's 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 right in that same general area and and many of the same you know, purposes. There, it's a transitional shelter. They they can stay longer. They can stay up to six months before they move on. Okay, and the other one is three months. Three months is is sixty days is actually the contract. Okay, but between us, the coalition, if people are working towards the plan, if they're making progress. We're not going to put somebody on the street. Right. The other thing, John, is, as you point out earlier, once you get somebody in a shelter, that's half the battle. Then you have to find them housing. And as you noted, housing market is drying up. 
What's there is very expensive. Tampa is one of the highest rent increases in the nation. Rents have gone up 30% year over year. So we're finding it, and everyone's finding it, more and more difficult to find permanent housing for folks that are in shelters. All right. Is it difficult, and I would imagine it is, for someone to just let themselves go and say, I'm resigning myself to the fact that I need to get into a shelter because i got no place else to go. That's got to be hard on the ego. I've met many people. It's it's very humbling. Many people avoid it. Some I've met have stayed in Walmarts, 24-7 Walmarts. Uh, Cars. Many have lived in their, their automobiles until it became untenable. And then usually there's some kind of a breaking point, and they just say, okay, I need to do something. And, and that's when they come to us or other social service agencies in the Tampa Bay area. Lou has got to put a lot of pressure on Catholic Charities and the other Bay Area nonprofits and outreaches because, as we said, the economics of the area are driving people out of their, their homes that they have been saving their money for, and now they're, they're out on the street. And it's got to be difficult for organizations like Catholic Charities to have to turn somebody away. Yeah, the, the space is limited. The costs are increasing tremendously, our own costs, food costs, as you mentioned, utilities earlier, pay to pay our people to, to be able to live. We've had to do a pay increase. I mean, we pay less than many jobs than somebody can get in a, in a McDonald's. Right. And so that's a challenge as well, You're ensuring you have the staff to manage these facilities. Uh-huh. So it's all coming to a head, and it's, it is making it a very challenging environment. Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? You know, as Jesus told us, we'll always have the poor. So for folks that tell me, well, why, you know, why do we still have these problems? We'll always have them. I think this, this is a transitory issue. Once inflation abates, things settle down. A lot of good groups are building uh, affordable housing, quality affordable housing. We're doing it. Many other groups. The city of Tampa recently announced a very large affordable housing complex. So everybody understands the need, and I think we're going to see the supply expand for affordable housing, and that'll allow us to move people through shelters into the housing. And once that happens, I think you'll see hopefully rents drop and things stabilize for people. Right. In other counties like Hillsborough County, you recently had a, a grand opening of a new facility. Tell us about that a little bit. So Las Villas Apartments are in Ruskin. Again, partnership between Catholic Charities, Hillsborough County, and we refurbished the old Carroll Motel. It's 13 efficiency units. And the idea is that, again, people who are homeless, put them in there, provide them with services, and give them a year to get back on their feet. And then bring in new people as those folks are successful. The population obviously is much larger here in Pinellas and Hillsborough counties than it is in, say, Hernando and Citrus counties. Do we see a percentage-wise, do we see a greater need right here in the metro areas, or do we are we seeing big needs up in the citrus area as well? The needs are great up there as a percent. They, they're actually lower here as a percentage because the population base is so high. But, for example, in Pasco County, the latest point-in-time survey, there were nearly 1,000 people that were homeless, and those are the ones that were counted through the survey. Maybe there are those that are uncounted. And and here in the, the, the Tampa Hillsborough area, the latest count was, I think, 18, 1900. Mm-hmm. So 1,000, 18, 1900 for a population base that's less than half of the Hillsborough County base, you can see that the need is still there even as you move further away from Tampa. We really started feeling the pinch of the economic uh, stress 
first part of the year, and it's just grown as we've gotten into the summer. Have you seen a rise in clients, tenants in, let's say, Tampa Hope, Pinellas Hope, some of our more traditional established short-term shelters? Yeah, we have we have waiting lists for affordable housing that are getting longer and longer. And at our shelters, we have the same thing. We don't keep waiting lists per se. There is a queue. So there's people lined up waiting to move into Pasco Family Shelter. So we do see that occurring. And uh, for those that don't get in a waiting list, we see people coming at our intake days and the lines are long and we can only take so many people. So it is having an impact on, on people's needs. And we see it in our financial services. So a lot more people calling in, applying for financial assistance. Talking with Lou Ricardo, who is the director of marketing and public relations for Catholic charities here in the Diocese of St. Petersburg. Lou, what about, you know, we have the established areas at, at, let's say, San Jose Mission. Is that facility full? Yes. All of our affordable housing is 100% occupied. If you find a apartment empty, it's just a short term. Somebody moved, but we have waiting lists. Everything's occupied. And I think that holds for almost everybody throughout the Bay Area. Now, I know our Bishop Gregory Parks set out in his agenda of courageously living the gospel. One of the one of the nine goals was to establish housing, affordable housing and shelters and so forth across our diocese. And he's made great inroads there, thanks to the help of Frank Murphy, uh, Maggie Rogers, and, and, the, and the great team over at Catholic Charities. Do you have plans in store for acquisition of, of new facilities? Well, yeah, John. So our goal was to increase the affordable housing locations 8 to 10. By the end of the year, we'll be at 8. We have two more properties will be coming We'll be opening one in August here in Tampa and one in Crystal River by the end of okay. December. And then we're always looking for new opportunities, both refurbishing existing structures or building from the ground up. So, you know, I've driven down, let's say, US 41 from Citrus County South, and sometimes I'll pass the old motels that were kind of strip motels. Um they're still standing, and you'll see people, you know, who's living in there, but you know somebody's living in there. Uh, are those the kind of facilities that you're looking at acquiring? Yeah, we do consider those. There's a lot of things that go into the evaluation. I just mentioned Las Vilas was a former Carroll Motel. Mm-hmm. So we do look at those, but you have to look at what's the cost to renovate. <clears throat> Many are, are so dilapidated, yeah. and the the cost is very high. The other thing you have to consider is, even though it may be on 41, access to transportation, access to jobs, other services, as well as are you near an area that has a residential area? And a lot of people are resistant to having any kind of a Zoning affordable issue. housing or shelter. Even if it's zoned for it, they don't want it near them. And right. so those are all the types of considerations that go into deciding, do you acquire a property, which one, and or do you build uh, without getting too far into like HUD units, because that's a whole nother topic. But I know that parishes have land adjacent, and sometimes they build HUD units to help with elderly care and, and so forth. Would there be any discussion of building a unit for permanent low-income housing on parish grounds? Well, I, I know that we're talking about doing that for another elderly housing unit. We presently have 14 senior living facilities throughout the, the diocese, and I think we're looking at doing a, a 15th in Pinellas County. 
but it is for senior housing. I right. don't know about any discussions ongoing regarding overall affordable housing. What's the typical demographic age for those that are entering these Pasco County shelters we spoke of at the outset? Well, the, the, the Pasco Family Shelter, for example, the families are four to five people. The average age of the parent or parents is 35, 36 years old. The children, average age is seven. And they've ranged from, we've had a newborn, child born in the shelter, wow. to 17 years old. And the vast majority, I shouldn't say vast majority, probably 50% are five years or younger. So these are people that you might sit next to in church, and uh, they're struggling to get by. What can our listeners do in the, in the last minute and a half, two minutes we've got? What can listeners do to help? Well, you know, cash donations are always important. But we also ask for people to, we need material, we need supplies, we need food, clothing, so they can donate those to us as well. Do you work with like the St. Vincent de Paul and the local parishes to get food to these shelters? Yeah, we have different partners that help provide food to us as well as the local parishes. Our model is based on community involvement. We don't think we're successful without the community assisting us. So local parishes have, have stepped up to provide meals, but we're also working with Feeding Tampa Bay and others that are helping us. But we definitely need cash donations, and we can use the in-kind donations of toiletries, clothing, you name it. And, you know, I touched on a moment ago as we wrap up, you might be a business owner that has an opportunity. You know, we've seen the job market. People are always looking for work, and there's a lot of employment opportunities in the area. Maybe if you're a business owner and you have job opportunities, it might be worth your while to contact Catholic Charities and maybe work a partnership in that regard. Yeah, I mean, able-bodied folks that want to get back on their feet, many were underemployed or lost their jobs or the housing got too expensive. So, yeah, I mean, please contact us. They can call 727-893-1314 and my extension 5504, and I can direct them to the right people. Okay, and, and to find out more, go to ccdosp. Dot org to find out about all the programs that Catholic Charities has to offer. Lou Ricardo, always a pleasure. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. And that's how we see it.